As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep. It's a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand that I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce a new innovation to their reserve collection, CBD gummies with 5 milligrams of THC. The Reserve Collection is a specially curated blend of full-spectrum cannabinoids. Rich and bold, the Reserve Collection products elicit strong feelings of calm, comfort, and relief when intense support is needed. Enjoy a deeper CBD experience with Plus CBD's Reserve Collection of oils, soft gels, and gummies. All of their products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new Reserve Collection gummies. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. And today's guest is Dr. Ross Pelton. He's a frequent contributor to Intelligent Medicine, an expert on the microbiome, director of science and education for Essential Formulas, Inc. You can get more information about them at EssentialFormulas.com. And we're talking about the microbiome theory of aging, which is an article that uh, Ross just wrote uh, so, Ross, uh, you know, obviously in that article, you reflected on the process of aging. Can you, can you break it down for us? I mean, I, it's complex, but what are some of the components? Sure. There, well, there's a couple of things I'd really like to emphasize here for our listeners today. Sure. Um, first of all, I want to talk about um, something called zonulin okay. and term called tight junctions, the, the mm-hmm. cells that line your gastrointestinal tract. It's a layer of cells that's one cell thick, and these cells stick together tightly. There's proteins on the cell surface that kind of act like Velcro that keep them tightly together, and they allow appropriate things to leak through into your systemic circulation, but they keep the unwanted things out. And a pediatric um, a uh, gastroenterologist, uh, Alessio Fasano, who's a MD at Harvard, mm-hmm. discovered something called zonulin. And I hope he wins a Nobel Prize for this. It's one of the most important health discoveries of all time. Wow. Zonulin is a protein that gets expressed when you have gut inflammation. And as far as we know, its only purpose, it degrades and breaks down the tight junctions. And when that happens, you get what's called leaky gut or intestinal permeability. And that is the doorway to all sorts of health problems. And, and uh, I, I might um, interject that, you know, one of his his famous aphorisms is what happens in the gut doesn't necessarily stay in the gut. That's right. Right. It's like... It, uh, we'd like it to, but... Just like Las Vegas. The other term I want to introduce your listeners to today, Dr. Hoffman, is LPS, or lipopolysaccharides. Mm-hmm. These are substances that are on the cell surface of many of the bacteria in our digestive tract. Everybody has them. And when the bacteria break down, these lipopolysaccharides are released. They should be excreted in your bowel movements. But if you have leaky gut, they leak through into your circulation. They're highly, highly inflammatory. And there's tons of studies that document the fact that chronic inflammation vastly accelerates the aging process. So I want to just quickly review one particular study on lipopolysaccharides, where they had healthy individuals, divided them into two groups, and one group was injected with a low dose of lipopolysaccharides, the other 
group was injected with a placebo, and then they went through a period of time and had a washout period, and then they switched, and the other group, the group that first got the placebo was injected with a low dose of lipopolysaccharides, and the other group got the placebo. And then at the end of the study, every single individual had been injected with a low dose of lipopolysaccharides. The dose was so low that nobody was aware that they had been injected. Mm -hmm. There were no symptoms whatsoever. But when they did blood work, they found out that the people, when they were injected with lipopolysaccharides, there was a 25-fold increase in plasma levels of tumor necrosis factor alpha and a 100-fold increase in interleukin-6. These are highly inflammatory molecules. Mm. And so people have a bad diet. They're creating bacterial imbalance and getting some level of this leaky gut. So lipopolysaccharides are leaking into the system. It's insidious. You, it's may not you, may, you may not feel it. You, it. In other words, it's under the radar in terms of your... You don't feel it. They're not aware of it. Yeah. But to, to emphasize the point, Dr. Hoffman, mankind, humanity right now, is experiencing an epidemic of epidemics. Mm-hmm. We've got an epidemic of heart disease and cancer and diabetes and Alzheimer's disease and autism and on and on and on. The health of humanity is going down, and I think this gut microbiome is one of the key factors that's dysregulated in so many people because they're not eating a plant-based, diverse Mm -hmm. diet to support a healthy microbiome. Well, so let's look at it from another standpoint is, you know, where in the world there are a lot of centenarians, the so-called blue zones, Mm -hmm. and they don't always eat the same thing, you know, the, the... the people who are centenarians in Okinawa don't eat the same diet that people in Crete or Sicily eat. Uh, so it, is there any common denominator and does the microbiome explain the, uh, the relationship between different lifestyles and different diets? What, what are the commonalities? Well, I think the commonality, they may be eating different foods, but I think they're all eating predominantly a health-oriented plant-based diet that's not grown with pesticides and insecticides and probably eating a fairly diverse diet. Uh, so I think that would be the common denominator. And, and what about fermented foods? Is there any literature on the relationship between fermented foods and uh, longevity? And in fact, that was the pitch. I, I don't know if you remember when yogurt was first introduced in America. It was, you know, Americans don't like yogurt. It was, was like one of the most disdained foods. So it was hard to get the American palate accustomed to yogurt. But one of the ways they sold it is they had uh, this clever commercial where like some old guy appears and he's from whatever, Bulgaria, like, you know, he's in a peasant yep, costume. Bulgaria. And then it was like he introduced his father who's even older, and they introduced his (laughs) grandfather, and they were all eating this yogurt. So the pitch was, if you eat this fermented stuff, uh, you're going to live longer. Well, actually, Ilya Michnikov, who won the Nobel Prize decades ago, and is kind of called the father of the yeah, yeah. he did a multi-country survey um, because he was curious. Uh, he, He saw that Bulgarians seemed to be healthier, and there were more elderly people that were healthy in Bulgaria. So he did a multi-country survey and found out that, indeed, Bulgarians lived longer than any other country in the multi-country European country survey he did. And he realized that the Bulgarians regularly eat 
fermented yogurt. Mm-hmm. So he drew the connection between the fermentation of yogurt and the, he didn't at the time understand the postbiotic metabolites, but that's why fermented foods are good because the fermentation process produces these postbiotic metabolites. So I would wager that if we look at these countries where there is a, a high degree of longevity, uh, Japan, for example, I think is on average yeah. uh, the longest living uh, developed country in the world. And they eat a lot of fermented food. That's a big thing. Uh, yeah. Other parts of the world, you know, they'll have uh, their own local uh, fermented delicacies. You know, yogurt's probably not big in Japan, uh, but you know, they have a lot of pickled products. Right. They've got things like natto and uh, mm-hmm. um, and different types of ferment. You're right. Fermented foods Daikon are very common over so there. On. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so that's it's, but it's all, or at least a lot of it's related to diet. Um, there are some other things that cause bacterial imbalance and gut inflammation that lead to leaky gut and accelerate aging, like gluten for many people. Mm-hmm. And of course, antibiotics are widely used, and that disrupts the microbiome and creates a bacterial imbalance. And so there's a lot of other things. But uh, Dr. Alessio Fasano says the two main things that are responsible for gut inflammation and dysbiosis are bad bacteria and gluten. And um, and I, I focus a lot on the bacterial aspect of it because I want to educate people about the importance of not only having a diverse range of different types of bacteria, but how to maintain this. And, and so gut problems are so frequent for so many people. When you directly ingest Dr. Hero's probiotics, many of these postbiotic metabolites are anti-inflammatory and many of them suppress the growth of pathogens and many of them readjust the acid-base balance, which is really critical for a healthy microbiome. A lot of the postbiotic metabolites are weakly acidic, like short-chain fatty acids and amino acids and organic acids and nucleic acids and fulvic acids. And it's all these postbiotic metabolites that are slightly acidic that keep a slightly acidic acid-base level, which is optimal for the growth and proliferation of your good bacteria, and that suppresses the growth of bad bacteria. You know, if, as, as I reflect on it, you know, one of the main things that uh, curtails our longevity in the West is uh, something called metabolic syndrome. Metabolic syndrome, yeah. as you well yeah. know, involves uh, overweight, uh, bad cardiovascular numbers, you know, uh, high cholesterol with low HDL and high LDL and high triglycerides and elevated blood sugar, hemoglobin A1C, it rises. And this gives rise to a plethora of diseases, uh, heart attacks, strokes, and cancer. I think we have the top three in terms of things sure. uh, that cause people to die young. Is there any connection between the microbiome and those conditions? It's huge. It's absolutely huge. It's it's uh, it's a slam dunk. It's totally been scientifically documented, and there's a link between um, dysbiosis and cardiovascular disease, especially uh, dysbiosis in the mouth. Um, oh, yeah. inflammation mm-hmm. and gingivitis and yeah. and uh, those types of oral problems are a forerunner for cardiovascular disease. Uh, those inflammatory compounds leak into your system, they get to the heart, they inflame the heart, so it's a, a critical issue. Wow. Uh, so, And then, of course, the lipopolysaccharides uh, generated by uh, harmful bacteria and exacerbated by leaky gut, uh, this can circulate yep. around. And a lot of people believe that it's not just about cholesterol, it's about inflammation. 
or what's called exactly. inflam aging, yep. right? Yeah, a new right. term you bet has been created. I totally agree with that. And one other thing I'd just like to emphasize for folks is that I, in my book, The Drug-Induced Nutrient Depletion Handbook, um, I listed a whole category of microbiome-disrupting drugs. In addition to antibiotics, there's the proton pump inhibitors and the H2 blockers and antacids, which all suppress acid secretion, and the nonsteroidal yep. anti-inflammatories yep. and statins and opioids and corticosteroids and different types of drugs for psychotherapy problems and chemotherapy. And, and a big one is estrogen medications, oral contraceptives, yeah. and uh, HRT, hormone replacement therapy also have an impact on the microbiome and then of course that's a negative impact absolutely yep. and, and then of course there's uh the um the use of glyphosate which is uh something uh. that attacks not just uh harmful uh uh weeds but also seems to attack certain bacteria and thus if you ingest it it may deplete your bacterial count yeah, I think that glyphosate is one of the worst sins against mankind of all times. When they spray that weed killer on plants, a very small percentage goes on the plants. Most of it gets a, goes into the soil, and it's killing bacteria. And we're literally killing off the microbiome on the planet. And those mm -hmm. bacteria in the soil are as important to the growing plant as our bacteria in our gastrointestinal tract are to our health. So it's a very, very serious problem. And we ingest that as well. So yes. uh, that, uh, you know, in trace amounts, but enough to uh, distort the profile and reduce the diversity of our intestinal flora. Yep. So, you yep. know, so it sounds like this is a concatenation of factors in the West, in advanced countries that are limiting our longevity at the same time that we are, we're striving in a high tech way to extend our longevity, to fight diseases, to make people survive heart attacks and strokes and cancer. Uh, at the same time, our, our way of life is undermining our potential to live long lives. I totally agree, and I think one of the biggest issues there, Dr. Hoffman, is bad diet and processed foods, and I talked earlier about how important feeding your probiotic bacteria well is. It's so important. I've got multiple studies that document and report that from 90 to 95 percent of American children and adults do not consume adequate amounts of polyphenols and dietary fibers. So almost nobody is feeding their bacteria well. So that's everybody's got some level of gut problems and lipopolysaccharides leaking into your system, causing inflammation and accelerating biological aging. I want to mention also, you know, in uh, deference to your uh, personal orientation towards exercise, uh, you're a big exercise enthusiast and, you know, continue in, you know, I won't mention which decade of your life, but you're, you're a super active person. <laughs> I'm an octogenarian now. <laughs> octogenarian. Okay. Well, I'm a septuagenarian and, you know, we're hopefully aging gracefully together. Uh, but for both of us, exercise plays a really important role. And so... Uh, obviously, it helps to fend off sarcopenia, which is that decline in, in muscle volume in lean muscle that you get as you age. And I know that you do a lot of resistance exercise to fend that off. Um, but is there an impact of exercise on the microbiome? Can you uh, take your microbiome for a walk? 
Yes, you can, and you should. <laughs> um, there are some studies that document the fact that regular exercises, people who exercise regularly have a more diverse and a better population of bacteria in their intestinal tract. And there's another really interesting study that documented that people that, that exercise, strenuous exercise sends messages to the brain, which in turn sends signals to the gut and increase the population of your good bacteria that promote a healthy microbiome. So it's actually showing that exercise increases your motivation. Wow. Well, because there, and, there's neurotransmitters that are actually made in the gut, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So there's the gut-brain communication, and the brain is sending signals to the gut that actually um, increases your motivation to exercise because it's causing good bacteria to proliferate, and so it's a very interesting study. So a lot of people are listening to us. They're saying, look, you know, what good is it to live to be 100? You know, uh, we've got uh, relatives who are, you know, whatever, 85, 92, uh, but they're unfortunately living in assisted living. They can't take care of themselves. They're suffering from yeah. Alzheimer's disease and dementia. Is there... And I, I think there is, because I'm, I'm keep reading stories about this, an emerging role for the microbiome in terms of fending off neurodegenerative diseases. Oh, yes. I've, I've been on uh, Dr. Robert Rogers' podcast called Parkinson's Recovery several times. Oh, wow. And, uh, and uh, he's got a global audience. And uh, then a couple of episodes on Dr. Hirsch's probiotics and the microbiome. And, and there's definitely a, a link between a healthy microbiome and good long longevity in terms of co cognitive function, but also people with Parkinson's disease and other neurological damage uh, diseases have definite dysregulation of the gut microbiome. So that's a major target of focus for treatment of these types of conditions. I think it's gone so far that they can actually do a stool test and using AI, you know, artificial intelligence, you know, yeah. all this, you know, the AI chatbots and all that stuff. Uh, there's actually some good things about AI because a human, you know, looking at all these statistics and looking at hundreds and thousands of different species, it would just be overwhelming. But uh, using machine learning and AI, they can actually uh, come up with a prediction of your risk for neurodegenerative disease just from a poop sample. Wow. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, there's another study with Dr. Hears I'd like to take just a minute sure. to mention to yeah, our listeners. Yeah. Um, there's a study that was done with vitamin C knockout mice. Mm -hmm. uh, mice, along with humans, um, uh, are really vitamin C and these antioxidants are really critical for our, for our health. But over 4,000 animals but can, can make, make their it. own vitamin C, yes. but humans can't. Right. We can't make our own vitamin C. So the vitamin C knockout mice mm -hmm. are... A model that is like humans. We can't make our vitamin C. Mm -hmm. And so they tested these mice, the regular mice, compared to the vitamin C knockout mice. And the vitamin C knockout mice age four times faster. Instead of living about 24 wow. months, the average life is about six months of the vitamin C knockout mice. And those mice get deafness and cataracts and diabetes and, and inflammatory diseases far quicker than the normal mice that can make their own vitamin C. They gave the vitamin C knockout mice, Dr. Hero's probiotics, and it almost totally prevented hmm. all of the accelerated aging that hmm. occurs in the normal vitamin C knockout mice. It was, and the, the vitamin C knockout mice, given Dr. Hero's, actually had a higher and more diverse type of a microbiome than the actual wild type uh, mice themselves. So Dr. Hears really did slow down, prevent the aging process in this vitamin C knockout mice study. So is the theory that uh, Dr. Hears uh, probiotics that 
they can synthesize vitamin C and replace some of that vitamin C? Or is it that there are some uh, ineffable factors that it releases that can counteract the effects of a vitamin C deficiency uh, in these Oh, ways. it was all the other factors, Dr. Hupp, and it's yeah. all the postbiotic metabolites that okay. have antioxidant capabilities, and okay. some okay. of them are neurotransmitters, and they make amino acids, and and so it's all of these postbiotic metabolites that kind of compensate and protect against okay. the okay. mice that couldn't make their own vitamin C. Well, that's that's even more impressive because it suggests yeah. that uh, it wasn't just about the because we know that certain uh, bacteria in our intestinal tracts have the ability to synthesize essential uh, substances. They make things yeah. that sometimes we can't make uh, yeah. adequately. Uh, and, and an example of which is actually a product in the essential formulas lineup, uh, which is a product that helps synthesize glutathione, right? Yeah, you bet. That's the the RegActive brand. Uh, there's four different uh, formulas, and it contains a very unique strain of probiotic bacteria that synthesizes glutathione. And glutathione is the master antioxidant and regulates much of your immune system and a great deal of your detoxification. And um, I I literally tell people one of the most proactive things they can do for healthy longevity is to boost their glutathione levels and the RegActive formulas are the best and most effective way to do this. So let's revisit the uh, Dr. Hero's lineup uh, once again. Uh, it, it's actually pretty simple. Uh, there's uh, several uh, glutathione uh, products, the RegActive line, uh, some of which I think one is just RegActive, you know, Unflavored. I mean, it's not, it's not, yes, well, there's essential ME3, which just contains right. the lactobacillus fermentum ME3 bacteria. And then there's three other formulas, immune and vitality, detox and liver health, and cardio wellness. And each of those other three products contain some supplemental ingredients that support either your immune system, your cardiovascular system, or your liver. Okay. And these are these are consumer brands. They're not just physician brands. They're available uh, via... Right. You bet. Uh, natural health retailers, as well as through the website essentialformulas.com. Yep, and exactly. when it comes to the Dr. Hira's formula, and by the way, these two things are not either or mutually exclusive. Uh, they should be taken in conjunction with one another because they're complementary. Uh, yeah. The Dr. Hira's uh, essential formula um, is in two different types. I think there's an over-the-counter version and then there's a professional version, right? Right. The original formula is sold over-the-counter in retail stores. That's called the original formula. It's the three-year fermentation product. And then the professional formula gets two additional years of anaerobic fermentation. And that's important because over 99.9% .9 of the bacteria in your intestinal tract reside in the colon, which is an anaerobic environment. So the professional formula in two additional years of anaerobic fermentation is giving those bacteria time to produce the postbiotic metabolites that they're capable of producing. Okay, and that's not available in stores over the counter, but it's available on Fullscript, for example. Yeah, and Fullscript, and, uh, and um, or you can go to EssentialFormulas.com and and uh, there's find some places there that might have it available. Okay, great. Uh, all right, so uh, did did we so the this paper, the microbiome theory of aging, uh, is can people access that? Or is that like too technical for a, a lay audience? Well, it is. It is. 
somewhat technical, but it it's really important information, and uh, people can go to my website, naturalpharmacist.net, and I've got an article there on my blog with a link to the entire article, so they can just go to naturalpharmacist.net. Okay, and then also, and this is off topic, but I also want you to plug uh, the second edition uh, of your popular book on uh, a more taking a little more pharmaceutical approach to the aging uh, process. Uh, yeah, my my book on rapamycin. The title is a mouthful. The title is rapamycin, mTOR, autophagy, and treating mTOR syndrome, and so. The drug rapamycin is the most effective anti-aging drug that's ever been discovered, anywhere from 20 to 60% life extension in multiple st- types of animals. And some human studies have already been very positive. Uh, people, A human study, people 65 years old and older got a 20% increase in the strength of their immune system in taking rapamycin once per week. And so that's pretty exciting. Um, but the thing I like to emphasize is that the other terms in the title of my book, mTOR and autophagy, these are incredibly important terms. This is giving us a whole new understanding of cellular metabolism and health in the aging process. So that's in, just encourage people to read my book to, to get an understanding of how important these terms mTOR and autophagy are. There's thousands and thousands of scientific studies that have been written on these concepts, but nobody ever written a book about it for the general public. So I got motivated to do that. Yeah, I think you're filling a really important niche because uh, it that this is really uh, quite a uh, yeah, I will call it a fad. It really is a sensation. I think a lot of people are are doing this in a quest to extend longevity. Uh, so it's a game changer. Yeah, <laughs> and it, I think it's exciting. So I, I'm as of today, I'm going to invite you. This is a formal invitation to join me uh, in April of 2060 when you turn 130. I may not be around. But uh, I'd like to reserve a spot for you on the the Intelligent Medicine Podcast, because between all the stuff you're doing for your microbiome and your your, uh, daily exercise routine, your great diet, and the fact Mm. that uh, you presumably are taking rapamycin and and know how to take it properly, uh, that's a, a sure thing. Well, I know that you're an, uh, somebody that exercises regularly, too. Let me just share one other Dr. Here's probiotic study with you. Sure. Um, this was uh, a study conducted with six male long-distance runners mm-hmm. uh, at a, on a track team at a university in Australia. And um, they had these gentlemen do a intense run and did a lot of blood tests and metabolic tests. Then they started taking Dr. Here's probiotics, three capsules uh, a day for three weeks, and then they retested them after an intense run. And the results were after taking Dr. Here's probiotics for three weeks, they had an 8.4% increase in hemoglobin. Hmm. Um, Yeah, and, you know, people in professional sports do illegal doping to get yeah. a boost in hemoglobin. Yeah. But here, after years, there's a natural yeah. way to do this. Hmm. Um, there was a, a decrease in their VO2 max from 48.2 up to 63.0. And there was an, uh, you said a decrease. Per you mean, kilogram an, in, you mean per an increase. I think you mean an increase. In, right. It increased, yeah, right, an increase. Right. Um, the anaerobic um, threshold or the lactate threshold mm-hmm. was significantly increased, which means they could run longer before they got that lactate burn in their muscles. Mm-hmm. And the cardiac output increased from 11.65 up to 20.8 liters per minute. So lots of really significant improvements for people that are 
really high-intensity athletes. And what's interesting about that study is that these guys are already super well-conditioned. So they're really in uh, peak physical condition. There's not much more you can do to improve their performance. Uh, Imagine what this would do for someone who is older, uh, perhaps, you know, maybe suffering from, you know, some limitations, some medical conditions, some inflammation, uh, it's more likely to yield an even more significant uh, boosting effect. Uh, so, you know, some of these studies, when you do it on, you know, super healthy individuals, they'll say, well, you know, yeah, they, they took fish oil. Well, it didn't make much of a difference. Um, yeah, I so totally I think agree. That's, that's even more impressive, I think. Yes. And last year, uh, we had a paper on Dr. Hero's probiotics that's published in the medical literature um, journal of functional foods. It's called the anti-fatigue study. Oh. And this was just with healthy people. No other uh, comorbidities at all. Mm-hmm. And after um, taking Dr. Hero's for a period of time, every single one of the individuals tested and recorded significant reductions in fatigue and increases in energy. And we can imagine if they were unhealthy people allowed in that trial, they would get even greater improvement. But um, there was a very, in fact, I'll send you a copy of this study to make Mm -hmm. sure you have it. But uh, it's called the Dr. Here's Anti-Fatigue Study. Yeah, that's, there's an interesting thing about uh, studies is they're often done on super unhealthy people, you know, like they'll test drugs on people who've, uh, you know, had a heart attack or have severe uh, cardiovascular disease. And then they'll see if, that extends their longevity or reduces their risk of what are called MACEs, major adverse cardiovascular events. And because yeah. if you just looked at healthy people, you wouldn't really see much of a difference. It would, you'd have to look at, at, at thousands of people over many years. And you, so that's, I think, a really significant uh, difference that we're seeing. Good stuff, as usual. Yeah, I agree. Um, so let's mention again, uh, Dr. Here's Probiotics are available at Sprouts, Vitamin Shop, Whole Foods, and other natural health retailers across the U.S. We thank them for their support and sponsorship. And uh, my endorsement is wholehearted because uh, I really think that they're the way to go and they avoid some of the limitations of uh, – other types of probiotics that we pointed out. It's also uh, available online. Their full range of products are available at essentialformulas.com. And uh, thanks again uh, for sharing with us uh, your knowledge. As usual, Ross Pelton, thank you. Happy to be with you. My pleasure. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoppinStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoppinStore.com. DearHoppinStore.com.